Dear friends in Christ, you who are waiting for the Savior to come, Joseph and Mary had done everything right. They were promised to be married to each other. They had taken vows which were binding just like marriage vows are for us today. But they weren't fully married yet, according to their culture. According to their customs, breaking their promises at this point would require a legal divorce. Scripture is careful to point out that they were not living as husband and wife. They were not sleeping together. This, too, was in accordance with their marriage customs. They would be fully married, eventually, after they had a celebration, a big party with their families and, and their friends. God tells us, and he leaves us with the picture of both Joseph and Mary as devout, righteous, God-fearing people. So it's no surprise that even though they loved each other, they respected God's will for marriage. Imagine Joseph's shock and disappointment then when he found out that Mary was pregnant. This was not the woman he thought he was marrying. How could she? We have been influenced by such a, a sinfully relaxed view of parenthood and sex that, that we're hardly offended when we hear that an unmarried couple is expecting or that a young lady is going to have a baby but she doesn't know who the dad is. We're excited for the couple and our hearts go out to the young lady. Of course, God views all of this differently he sees sin in those things. God's people at the time of Jesus also saw things that way. So this was a very serious situation. Joseph had options. He certainly would not be bound to fulfill the, the vows that he had made to this um, adulterous woman. As I understand it, he could have still followed the Old Testament laws and, and had her stoned to death outside of the view of the Romans, because they had restricted that, but still possible. But I think that we see in his reaction, love. Love is his reaction to this unexpected, this devastating news. He cared enough about Mary that he wasn't going to have her killed. He wasn't even going to have her publicly disgraced in the most loving action that he could take, he intended to make use of one of the Jewish laws pertaining to divorce. So he would gather a few of his trusted friends to serve as witnesses, and then he would offer to marry a written notice of divorce. He wouldn't have even had to list any reasons why. And no doubt, Joseph had no intention of doing that. That kind of thing would have simply embarrassed her more. So only love, I think, could have prompted him to take the most private, quiet, legal action possible to dissolve the marriage. Perhaps if you or I were stung with news of betrayal like that from the one that we loved, we wouldn't be so kind and loving. We might actually lash out, be mean or hurtful. And just consider the, the vengeful moments you have had in the past, or maybe the, the thoughts of revenge you harbor in your hearts tonight. 
But Joseph, that's not the way Joseph looked at Mary. It was this loving, righteous man that God the Father chose to make the earthly father of the coming Savior. The kind of love and the concern that Joseph showed for Mary, that was the kind of love and care and concern that the coming baby Savior would need in an earthly dad. And so our Heavenly Father provided that love and that care in this righteous man named Joseph. In order for Joseph to not follow through on his plans to divorce Mary, God sent an angel to him. His message was unusual. In fact, you know it's a a a one-of-a-kind kind of announcement. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The angel's announcement to Joseph was as simple as it was strange to hear. Mary would have a baby, but that baby would be the son of God. Not Joseph's son, not another man's. He would be the one that the prophets foretold. The Messiah who would come to take away the sins of the world. Even though he would have never guessed that he would be involved in all of this, Joseph knew this. Joseph was a righteous, God-fearing man. Certainly he knew the promise, the promise that Matthew provides for us tonight in his gospel, the one from Isaiah. Look, the virgin will will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The angel announced that Joseph would serve as the earthly father for the, <clears throat> for the Messiah, and the righteous and obedient Joseph did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife, but he was not intimate with her until she gave birth to her firstborn son, and he named him Jesus. Mostly familiar faces I see this evening. I think that everybody I'm looking at is familiar with this account, at least to some extent. You know about Joseph's concerns. You know about the angel's announcement that this child would be the son of God. You might even be familiar with the name Emmanuel. If we were to have a quiz this evening on the names and titles of Jesus, I bet I could say, Jesus means, and you would say, Savior. And if I said Emmanuel means, I think many of you probably would have said God with us. Let's not just pass that by, though, as just an interesting little part of this beautiful story about an angel and this righteous man. Let's pause for a minute and, and reflect on that, Emmanuel, God with us. Going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, God's people have always known that God was with them. Adam and Eve knew that, right? Abraham knew that. Moses knew that, along with his brother and his sister, Aaron and Miriam. Hannah, the mother of Samuel, she knew that. King David, he knew that. Deborah knew that. Isaiah, 
Elijah. They all knew it. There's a, there's a long history of God being with his people and God's people knowing that God was with them. And besides speaking to his people, sometimes God even showed his presence. A pillar of cloud, a pillar of fire, a burning bush. Is that what the angel meant? That, that this son of God was, was going to be at our side? That he would be visible? That he'd be available? Well, yeah, he did mean that. But a lot more than that. Isaiah is the prophet who shared a whole bunch of information about, about this one who would be born of a virgin. Besides that, he said that, that he would come to the people of Israel, but he would also be a light to the Gentiles. He would be their savior too. He would suffer and die. And Isaiah was quite specific about some of the things that the Savior would eventually endure. Emmanuel came to be with us for a specific purpose. That specific purpose is why we set aside time on Wednesdays and Sundays during this time of year. The season of Advent is our time to get ready to celebrate Christmas. God's coming to us as a baby, so that he could die. That's different from all other children who have been and who will be born, isn't it? I mean, every baby that's born into the world will eventually die. Unless, of course, you happen to be living at the time of Christ's return. But otherwise, we all are born into this world and, and we will all die one day because we're sinful. Sin affects the body. Sin causes the breakdown of the body, and eventually we die. A sinful world is full of things that threaten us, and those things can indeed cause us to die also. So we're all born into this world, and we all eventually die. But Jesus is different. Because he had and he has no sinful nature and no sin. And so death was not in his future. But Emmanuel came to do just that, to die. God with us means that Jesus shares our humanity. God taking on human flesh. God living under the same laws and divine expectations that, that apply to all people. God suffering death just like us. The sameness is clear, but the differences are dramatic. Jesus is truly human, but he's also true God. Jesus never broke one law of God that he lived under. And Jesus died, yes, but he only died because he gave himself over to it. In perfect love, he offered himself as a payment for the world's sin. Love we can't even imagine. Love that drove him to the cross to bring our forgiveness. Forgiveness for you and for me. Advent recalls the anticipation that existed in the hearts of God's people before Jesus came into this world. Before he was Emmanuel, God with us. That included Joseph and Mary too. 
Advent remembers the angelic announcements that preceded his birth. Advent gives us the opportunity to think about why Jesus came. To be with us and to be for us. To bring us forgiveness, to bring us eternal life. And Advent calls us to look ahead with anticipation to Christ's return. When the voice of the angel will be heard again, and he announces that we will then be with God. May we eagerly await that day. Amen. Now the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.